0: Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Codderell, and thank you all for listening today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the past couple of days before we dive into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. I hope everyone caps off their week in a great way. We've been rolling when it comes to our betting picks. Unfortunately, we've just finished up the April snowstorm of the century up here in Canada, which means that we won't be hitting the golf courses anytime soon. Should be a couple of weeks before driving range is even open. So it's a tough time up here in Canada. But the positive part is the Lakers are still alive in the playoffs. They're 1-1 in their series. and So I'm excited to chat about that and a whole lot more today. Now, we won't be going too much into NHL playoffs. I would encourage you to listen to our live show at 10 a.m. Eastern time we had on spit and picklets. And so we went through a full breakdown of all of those series, but we've still got a lot to get to today. And we're really excited to chat about it. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sports book and casino that offers in play betting, player props, a cash out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com today to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge now let's get back to the show those last couple days of bets we're up over four units over the last two days, and it's been really great. So Wednesday, we were up 2.4 units. We were 3-1 and one on the day. Really good day there. The only loser was that Bayern Munich play of ours. I don't know why we threw that in at the last minute. I think we were more so hopeful than anything else. And so Munich money line the last couple of times has not hit. But other than that, baseball clean sweep. Yesterday, we had a good day as well. It felt really good with that uh, Toronto team total that we posted. Red Sox took care of business in the first five over as well. And so we've been on a roll. All right, so now let's chat about the NBA playoffs and where they're headed right now. we got to start in the east. We've got Milwaukee and Miami. They're tied up 1-1 in their series. No Giannis four game two, and it really didn't matter at all that he was out 138 to 122. Milwaukee makes 25 threes. Postseason record for them, one of the most in a game in NBA history, quite frankly. And they had seven guys with over 13 points. I think it just goes to show the depth that this Milwaukee team has. We've got guys like Portis coming off the bench. Then you know that you're a title contender. Jimmy had 25. Duncan Robinson hit some threes late. That was an encouraging sign for Miami because he hasn't been the same since he signed that massive deal with them last year. So let's see if Miami can go back home, take care of business. They ultimately got their road victory that they needed. And so they are alive in that series team. That's not very alive after last night is the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets series, because Philly's up three to nothing. Brooklyn had every opportunity to win this game yesterday Joel Embiid should have got ejected early. Um, Anytime you swing your leg and try and kick a guy down uh, south, that's not okay. But he somehow doesn't get ejected yet. James Harden does, once again, for going down south on a player. And so, got tossed from the game. Nick Claxton, though, he got tossed for a terrible, terrible second technical. He dunked on Embiid and then flexed on him. Just a bad spot for him. I know it's a learning experience, but... That's one that ultimately felt like it cost them the game because Philly then goes on a bit of a run late. They win 102 to 97 and Bede wasn't at his best. He had just 14 and 10 Maxi played well. He had 25 points and then Bridges, Dinwiddie and Johnson all led the way for Brooklyn, but it felt like if they were going to get a game in this series, it was last night that game went away from them now. And so it feels like this series is all but over. We'll have to see if they can win game four and head back to Philly for one more. And then out west, you got Memphis, they're up two to nothing, or they're tied one to one with the Lakers, but they take game two, 103 to 93. Dylan Brooks talked a lot of smack, and he should <laughs> when they win, but Tillman, he was massive for them, 22 and 13. No John ja Morant for Memphis on the night. Desmond Bain played well. Brooks hit some shots late as well, but let's also talk about the fact that the Lakers couldn't have shot it any worse on the game. Davis was just 4 of 14, Austin Reeves 5 of 12, D'Angelo Russell 2 of 11, so you just got to chalk it up as a bad game. Lakers got what they ultimately needed, which was that road victory, and now they're having an opportunity to head back to L.A. and win a couple games in this series and put it out of reach. Sacramento and the Warriors. Warriors last night won 114-97. The stark contrast between Golden State at home and on the road this year was something that was talked about all throughout the regular season. And it once again prevailed. With Steph dropping 36, you had Wiggins with 20, Clay with 13, and Poole with 16. But you also had Kevon Looney with 20 rebounds. So great performance by him really helped slow down a guy like DeMontis Sabonis as well, who had 15 and 16 on the night. But Golden State, they got their win at home. Now they have to win game four as well. They should have Draymond back in the lineup for that one. And then they got to figure out a way to win on the road in this series. Otherwise, Sacramento will be advancing. We also had last night Phoenix and the Clippers 129 to 124. Another high scoring game. This was one of our losers yesterday. And funny enough, we didn't like the overall total, but like the first half total. Well, if we would have just bet the game total, we would have flown over. And unfortunately, they were low scoring in the first half. But Booker dropped 45. He's been having a great series. KD added 28 of his own. Aiden had a double-double as well. So Phoenix is just so good. And they score so many points. Clippers without Kawhi yesterday. That got ruled out last minute. Started to feel a little bit worried about that first half over once he got ruled out. And of course, it came back to bite us. But Russ had 30, 12, and 8. So he played great in his absence. Norman Powell dropped 42 and Bones Highland had 20 still wasn't enough still going to be an entertaining series moving forward we'll see if the Clippers can win game four and make this an extended series and then a couple of things in other news Malcolm Brogdon he wins six man of the year so shout out to Brogdon 60 first place votes Isaiah Quickly was second Portis was third and Norman Powell was fourth I thought Quickly was going to be six man of the year but clearly the media felt differently Brogdon did have a great year for a Celtics team that also had a great year. They're up 2-0 in their series. They were the two seed in the East. So shout out to Brogdon for winning the award. And I'm excited on the MLB front today because we finally get to see Fernando Tatis, one of my favorite players. He's returning for the Padres. And so that's going to be a great one to watch. Should be an exciting game as well. As they get to play the Diamondbacks, we get Lugo versus Gallen in that matchup. So let's head over. Let's talk about the daily game slate. Let's talk about the games that we're betting on today. Let's chat EPL. And we're starting with Arsenal minus 500 versus Southampton plus 1400. One of the biggest odds that you're going to see in the EPL this year. And it largely has to do with the fact that Arsenal sit top of the table, Southampton are distant at the bottom. And so really, you have to decide whether you're going to play a uh, multi goal spread here or not. Because Arsenal minus 1.5 is minus 180, so that one's still too juiced. You could play them minus 2 at minus 117. But what's interesting is Arsenal have drawn their last two games. Now Southampton, they've also lost four of their last five, so they're not exactly rolling either. But the only real play here is do you trust Arsenal to win by three goals or not? Because at minus 2, you can play it. Minus 2.5, you can get some nice plus money if you really have faith that this is going to be a multi-goal win. But with Arsenal at home, I think that's the only route that you can go. Hoping that Southampton doesn't screw up at home just isn't a place that I want to be. At plus two and a half, it just doesn't seem right. And then let's head over and chat about the NBA. So we got Boston and Atlanta tonight. That's the first matchup. And Boston's currently up two to nothing. And I mean, this series won't be relatively close. I thought the same for Brooklyn and Philly. And then last night happened uh, as well. Philly did cover that game, though, and so Boston having minus five and a half, no significant injuries in this game either. I think if any series has sweep potential, it is definitely this one, and so I'm looking at Tatum and Brown. Uh, It just feels like a spot where they've just been playing so well, and I don't think Atlanta has an answer on the wing for them. Cleveland and the Knicks. Knicks are minus two and a half for this game at home. Knicks are actually better on the road in the regular season. It was just barely, but they were better on the road. Whereas Cleveland, they're below 500 on the road. They really took care of business at home in the regular season. So I feel like the Knicks is the play tonight if you're looking at anything. Osman is a game time decision for Cleveland. But if you're a Knicks fan, you almost hope that Osman's in the game because he's been missing a lot of threes, which has been helping the Knicks on offense and defense especially. So I kind of like this Knicks number quite a bit. Over-unders 2, 11.5 does seem not that high, but this series I don't see a lot of really high-scoring games, so I would avoid that over-under there. And then Denver and Minnesota. Denver's minus 2.5 on the road today. Ant-Man, he went off in the last game. Didn't matter. Denver still won and covered. their 8.5, and and they ended up winning by 9. So now you can get Denver minus 2.5 on the road. I honestly don't know. We do have Jokic and Gobert, both game time decisions. I don't see either of them getting ruled out for this game. But I think that the play here is probably the over. Uh, 222.5 is not too steep. And it does feel like one of these teams is due to go over 120 points tonight. So that would be my lean if I'm playing anything on the NBA side. We'll quickly touch on the NHL playoff games for the evening because we do break them down pretty pretty in-depth with spit and Picklets later today, but I think Isles are the one to look at first. They're minus 115 versus Carolina. Carolina don't win road playoff games, so I certainly favor the Isles today. Boston's minus 155 on the road as they take off the Panthers. Again, Boston have looked terrible through two games, but they are tied in the series. Feels like a put-up-or-shut-up game for them because when you're one of the best regular season teams of all time, I want to see you actually perform in the playoffs as well. Dallas and Minnesota. This one is essentially a pick 'em. Dallas minus 115. I really like this Stars team. It's known that I have them winning the Cup this year. So I won't be playing Minnesota. If you're looking for a reason to play the Wild, this isn't the show for you. But I do like Dallas today on the road. And then Edmonton minus 150 against the Kings. The Oilers have outplayed them pretty thoroughly through two games. Uh, the Kings were fortunate to pick up a win in Edmonton. Now they have to go on the road and make this a series. And I think that this could be one of those games to do it. And then plenty of MLB action happening today. Uh, Reds and Pirates is one that we're looking at. Ashcroft and Keller are the pitchers for this one. Both of them are undefeated, but Pittsburgh has definitely been a red hot team out of the gate, a surprise red hot team out of the gate as well. They're projected to be in the bottom five to 10 teams in the league this year. But I just think it's a good betting spot. Pirates have won four straight games as well. Reds, Bats have been okay out of the gate. That hasn't been the issue for them. But I think Pittsburgh's are just slightly better. So I like them at home. Colorado and Philly. Philly's minus 275. And it looks like we're getting Davis and Nola on the mound. Now, Nola hasn't been great out of the gate. He's 1-2 and and he's got a 5.91 ERA. I do like the over 8.5 for this one here today because Nola hasn't been the best. I do think that Colorado's going to figure out a way to score some runs. But Philly's also minus 275, so they're not crazy about Davis being on the mound. I just think this is the potential, despite the fact that neither team has scored a ton of runs out of the gate this year, for them to have a bit of an offensive explosion in Philly. Miami and Cleveland. Cleveland's minus 135. Looks like we're getting Garrett and Plesak is the pitching matchup there. And so I like Cleveland here. I do think that Plesak's just been okay out of the gate. He is due for a good start. And they're coming off a win at home, whereas Miami, they were hot until they just lost by 3 to San Francisco. And so I just really like this spot. I do think that Garrett is a slightly better pitcher in the way that he's played so far. But I think that sack at home gets it right today. And then Oakland and Texas is the last one we're looking at. Texas minus 210 at home. The A's are a horrendous team. They're 3-16 and 16 to start the year in the AL West. The Rangers are tops of the division at 12-6. and Gray isn't their best starter, but I think he's good enough to knock off J.P. Sears in this one. You can get first five minus a half at minus 125, which is great value for this one. So give me Texas first five if you're looking at a play here. And with that, let's head over to our last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. This is where we give you our betting plays for the day and also promote one of our phenomenal sponsors in Last Mountain Distillery. All right, so Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery, success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products. They have a lot of great vodkas, especially their seasonal ones that we got to try recently their Sweet Tea Vodka Hibiscus, as well as their Coconut Vodka as well. All really good ones, ones that you should mix with some nice cocktails. And so really appreciate Last Mountain Distillery support local here at the Competitive Hedge podcast. So with that, what are our four plays today? Well, it's going to start with the Dodgers' first five minus a half versus the Cubs at minus 115 for one and a half units. Urius and Smiley is the pitching matchup here. I do like Urias a lot more, despite the fact that Smiley's at home. Just when you have this Dodgers power lineup and you can get some good value like this one, I cannot fade it here. Early starts can be sometimes a little bit tougher to predict, but not this one. I like the Dodgers all the way. I also like the Rays' first five minus a half versus the White Sox at minus 110 for a full unit. And Kochak and Foucher should be in pretty even pitching matchup, I'll say that much but the Rays have been red hot out of the gate. They get to be at home for this game as well. Chicago have been the opposite. So I'm just going to ride the trends here today, and I'm going to go with the Rays' first five. I also like Islanders' money line versus Carolina. This is our max unit play at two units for the day at minus 117. Carolina refused to win on the road last year, and the Islanders have the better goalie in this series. Sorokin has not been the problem in why they're losing these games. It could very easily be one-to-one this series as well since game two went to overtime. I think it's a great spot for the Islanders at home to really make this a series. So give me the value at minus 117. And we got to cap it off with Dallas Stars money line versus the Wild. Um, I won't be backing down from my confidence in the Stars now. Yes, they slipped up in game one. Yes, they had to face Flurry in game two, and that's why they were able to chase them. But even seeing Gustafson, I don't care. I like the road spot for them. And so give me the Dallas Stars today on the road. we got some bonus content for you. If you're listening to the audio version as well, we appreciate all of you. But we've got a special guest here today to talk about the NHL playoffs. We're going to break down how some of these series are going, how our predictions are looking for said playoffs, and a whole lot more. But I couldn't do it without one of my favorite guys in the world. He is Tyson Cole, a.k.a. and Picklet's
1: buddy. How are we doing today? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm thriving right now. Never been better. I uh, just had Leafs first period and no sweat at all. Scored in the first less than a minute in, one 3 nothing. So I'm really happy right now. I'm cheesing.
0: You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're recording just past 8 Eastern time right now. I'm on Toronto team total over three and a half today. So we just need one more. Come on, one Toronto. More. Please yeah. show up in a big way. Now, As I said, we're going to be chatting about the NHL playoffs, talking about some of the series, even some of our plays that we have tonight, if you're listening today, (laughs) tough luck. They've already come and gone, but we've also got some discussion, maybe even some picks for tomorrow morning, depending on how it goes. So we're going to go series by series, but before we get into it, Tyson, how's the bracket looking?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) it's kind of, it's going to look rough when every single West underdog took game one. You know, when, because on my bracket, I had all the favorites winning in the West, like no, no fun at all. The East was a little bit more fun, but we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully every series gets tied 1-1 and, you know, it's best of five now.
0: And you know what? Two of those have already been tied up 1-1 and uh, I'm very high on Dallas, so I'm glad to see that. Um, I'll be honest, I'm hopeful that the Jets pull it out tonight in game two, because I'm kind of the other way, but outside of that, we're pretty aligned as far as the West goes. Now, we're going to start in the East, and I think we got to start with the team that had the historic regular season that now finds themselves 1-1 with Florida. Now, Florida outshot them in game one, lost, and then they got outshot in game two and one. So, pretty <laughs> interesting series so far, Mark coming in, he was 46-1 and <laughs> in the regular season, but he didn't look great in game two. So what are your thoughts on this series so far? Boston's still very heavy favorites, as you can tell from the banner.
1: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, yes, they had this like crazy historic season, but, you know, we saw that just a few years back and what happened to Tampa? They got swept. See, I think this team's a little bit more complete um, than that Tampa team. Uh, But I still think Boston's going to take it. What I don't really understand and, I was listening to a couple podcasts about this and I thought Bergeron, you know, was sick. Cause there was a flu going around the room, but he's actually hurt and he got hurt in game 82 for one. They were sitting him in other games. Why do yeah. you play him in the last game of the year? It literally means nothing. Like you are, you set all the records you could, you weren't moving up or down the standings. Um, Something that kind of came to mind was it's a, uh, that they played Montreal when they got hurt, so that might be his last game ever in Montreal. You know, that was kind of his mindset, so he wanted to play, but now I bet you he, they really wish he didn't.
0: It came back to bite him in the ass big time. And as you said, they were 22 points clear of any other team in the NHL, they Thanks. were already having a historic regular season. So, the mm-hmm. and let's be honest, even if he wanted to play in Montreal for what could be his final game, I mean come on. He played enough games there. There's (laughs) bigger fish to fry here when you've got your, let's call it his last dance potentially Mm -hmm. with Boston. And you were playing Montreal. Were you concerned about dropping points final game of the year when they're really not looking to win said Mm -hmm. game? I think it's really confusing now. I, I still agree that the series odds should be in Boston's favor, but I thought that they would be closer to minus 250 Mm -hmm. minus 225 somewhere around there because at the end of the day florida has taken home ice yeah and so now you have to go and win in their building because if you come back down three to one you're in deep trouble so i still like boston now tomorrow they are betting lines for Mm -hmm. i guess it's today if you're listening now they're minus 155 on the road against florida now it's probably a little bit too juiced for money line Is there an in regulation play? Is there a puck line play? What What do you think of this one for game three?
1: See, it's something that's happened all year, like especially in the betting market. Is whenever Florida plays at home, like you always jump on their like shots on goal, tart. Like they they just shoot so much. They average like forty shots on goal per game at home. But coming into the playoffs, they actually played much worse at home. They were, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to say they were only averaging thirty three shots at home like on home ice but that's seven shots difference so they were really like playing kind of worse you know so i i also don't necessarily think i want to put my money on boston because i think they played two of their worst games of the season in game one and game two so this is kind of one that you know i'll probably take take a look at some props but i'm not going to take a side not until bergeron's back
0: no, and honestly, looking at it, because obviously there, there's no play in plus one and a half, then you're looking at like minus 200 for mm-hmm. Florida. But yeah, I mean, Boston wasn't impressive in either game. Yes, they they win game one. But but if you watch that game and thought that that was the same Boston team we saw all year, then I don't know what to tell you. So yeah. I would get concerned with that. I would probably if I'm looking to play anything, I'm probably just doing like a money line parlay, like two teamer. if I like Edmonton mm-hmm. tomorrow, then maybe just take a couple of favorites because I can get some plus money out of it. But even then, I just I don't love what I've seen so far. And to be honest, I, I can't believe that they're, they're still this heavy of a favorite the way that they've looked. Because without Bergeron, that, that's massive.
1: It's Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like, you know, he didn't have the season that McDavid had, but he must be up there for, like, most actual valuable player to your team because of his defensive traits and his face-off percentage. Like, it's just... It's crazy they look completely different so hopefully he comes back and and then they can you know go on this run they're looking for exactly
0: now the other series in this division that we've got as we alluded to it in in the intro toronto currently up three to nothing now they were horrendous in game one and twitter roasted them justifiably so i think everyone gets some sick pleasure anytime they lose it's it's like when LeBron loses in the NBA. It's like when Tom Brady loses in the NFL. It was just people love to see this sort of stuff from Toronto. Now, they were very impressive so far tonight. Obviously, a long way to go, but Tampa has gotten that that game out of Toronto. That being said, heading into the playoffs, Tampa were awful, and yet they still find a way, a veteran group, to, to really push Toronto early on. So, would you consider Toronto still the favorite in this series? Or do you think that this is, this is just a pick them?
1: I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's really hard to count out Tampa Bay after, you know, what they've done the last four or five years, but I just think it's Toronto's year, you know, and by year, I mean, you know, get out of the first round. I don't know how far they're going to go after that, but that's pretty much their Stanley cup at this point. Um, I just think it was a bad game one, like put it behind you and, you know, restart. And they kind of did that today already up three, nothing after one, like that's how you respond. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I wish I'd kind of hopped on that uh, bandwagon today because I saw them to win the series at plus plus one ten. So regretting not taking that now because I do have them in my bracket winning, but I think this game, this series goes to seven. I think it's gonna to go to seven as well. I, I'm out, I'm
0: honestly at a point now where I think it's no longer funny for them to lose in seven games. And I'm not even a Toronto fan. My dad's a Toronto fan. I love love giving them a hard time when they lose in seven, but I'm kind of over Tampa. Um, we saw Corey Perry being the irritant that he was early on so far tonight. Oh, yeah. and they they're just they're an older group. I think it's time that Toronto gets through this. Um, I think the way that it's shaped out, especially for Toronto fans, they feel like this is destiny where you knock off Tampa and then you could knock off Boston and, you know, they're already painting their their path to a Stanley cup, yet they are still find themselves down one to nothing. But I do think that they're in a good spot, especially tonight when you're up three to nothing, take care of business, go win a game in Tampa. And then I think we've got a really good series ahead of us. Vasilevsky, I mean, he's still one of the best goalies in the league, so that's Mm -hmm. why I'm not putting it past Tampa to figure out a way to win this series. But I had them coming out of the bracket. I had Toronto winning the East and going to said Stanley Cup, not getting the job done ultimately, but I did have them going on a bit of a run. Now, I think we viewed this division, like the division that we were just chatting about, as the one in the East, but there's some pretty good teams on the other side as well. And it starts with Carolina. Who find themselves up two to nothing on the aisles and
1: I don't know. Do <laughs> I say- did not know this was the series odds right now. Holy! Yeah. That's crazy. So this was this was you know my spiciest play. I had the islanders win in the series at plus one eighty is what it started at. I kind of want to sprinkle on that plus four eighty right now. So my spiel into this is they add a ready. great. Yeah. But then you know he tears his Achilles again. Um, I feel so bad for the guy anyway the trade deadline comes and they don't add anyone I'm like that's so weird like you're first in the division like you, this could be your year you know you kind of just have to find that replacement find another goal scorer that you thought you had a patch already. but then they don't and then that guy right there tears his ACL and that guy up there just came back from injury Matt Barzell so I was like Carolina's getting you know more injured, and uh, the Islanders are getting healthy. And also, I don't really like Freddie Anderson this year, he hasn't been what he used to be. And you know, what the Rangers did last year with Shusterkin, I thought Sorokin could do the same, so that's why I backed them. And also, now, like what's kind of intriguing for me to kind of take it at plus 480 right now is Tara Vina just broke his hand, yeah, and that's pro- like maybe their second or third best offensive player right like on the team right now like that's such a blow like and it's kind of already reflecting in um the odds tomorrow because uh i don't know if you've said this already but they're minus 120 tomorrow uh, or well today as of listening to this and something to remember from last season um the, the hurricanes didn't win a road playoff game last year no against Boston they lost every single road game and then even against the Rangers they only won the first two and then lost the remaining so I might sprinkle on the Isles money line tomorrow because I think that people will see Carolina up to nothing and they're plus money they're like oh I gotta jump on that I don't I don't know I don't know if that's the right side what do you I
0: don't agree with it either and, and I will say this much Sorokin has been really good so far in this mm-hmm. series I mean yeah. they They find themselves probably on the unfortunate end of a no call on a high sticking play that very well could have gone their way. And maybe we're talking about this series being one to one. So I get the value of it being plus 480 and the fact that Carolina can't win on the road. Mm -hmm. They're starting a rant at the end of the day still. And he's nothing special. He's not a bad goaltender by any stretch, but he's not Sorokin quality. So if you go home and win both, I don't see any reason why the Islanders couldn't win this series. Now, I picked Carolina. I thought it would be in six or seven. I thought Mm -hmm. the Islanders would definitely be able to compete with them. But I thought that Carolina's loss was coming next round. Now, knowing that Tara Vinan has that injury issue as well, Mm -hmm. kind of changes things for me. So I might look at that plus 480 as well, maybe sprinkle on it a bit. I was going to play Isles money line tomorrow anyways, so I think we're on the same page there. Them being at home and getting minus 120, I just think that it's really good value. Now in the other series that's happening, and this one's been, uh, it was a blowout for the Rangers in game one. New Jersey, they scored to take the lead, so they're up one to nothing in game two right now. So I had Rangers winning this one. Now I have a future as well on Rangers winning the East. And I had Toronto going to the Cup. So I played that, but I also sprinkled the Rangers, and my thought process was I thought that they had a bit more experience than the Devils. I thought they could edge them out, get through that series, and I feel like whoever wins this series is going to knock off either the Isles or Carolina. So at that point, I felt like, well, I like the Rangers there. Who's to say that Shostarkin doesn't play phenomenal against a Boston, a Toronto, a Tampa, and they figure out a way to get to the cup final? Because that's a better Rangers team this year. Then we saw last year that lost to Tampa. They've added some goal scoring. So what do you think of the series? Who are you on heading into this series?
1: So I took I took the Rangers. Um, I also did a collab with a buddy on them to win the series, plus 105. Uh, just great value. And before the trade even happened for Patrick Kane, after the Tarasenko trade, I put a future down on them to win the cup, at plus 1,400. And – which was which is weird because after the Patrick Kane trade, the odds didn't move, and going into the playoffs, like the closing line was still plus fourteen hundred. I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, anyway, just the goaltending, Shosturkin. Like he carried him last year. Why can't he do it again against Vanacek? There's a reason that Washington didn't have him. I think his good year this year was kind of just based on the decor in front of him and another thing thing is
0: before you keep going so so on that point do you ever find it weird when goalies move on to new teams and yet we try to create these new narratives that they're really good goalies when it's like well if they're really good goalies then they would have stayed with their teams exactly they would have like the really good goalies are the ottingers the uh vasilevskis you've got the like copley looks really good this year but like Goalies that typically have stayed with their teams long-term, yet yeah. we look at a guy like Vaneket, Vanek, wow. Vanacek. Vanacek, words are hard. <laughs> yeah. You look at a guy like that and it's like, well, yeah, there's a reason why he got let go. And mm-hmm. Samsov, even to an extent, I look at that situation for Toronto, I'm like, I feel like we're just insert goalie name here with Toronto now, and it's why it makes it tougher for me to, to really love some of these teams long-term. But anyways, mm. keep going. So
1: yeah, that the goaltending advantage and like another thing about the playoffs is what, what the devils were so good at this year was like creating on the rush chances and like they go fast. They're such a fast team. And then they, they score on their fast break pretty much of hockey, but that's not how the playoffs are. Like you got to generate, you got to cycle. You got to like build pressure in the offensive zone to get goals. You can't like, you can't just continue to score off the rush. And so the Rangers, like their decor is so good. Fox Lindgren, uh, Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba. They're just going to bully them and not allow them to get that like fast, um, fast paced play going. And so I think the Rangers are really going to slow them down. So I have this game go or this series going to seven as well, but um, I just think the Rangers, like I haven't even talked about the Rangers. I've just been shitting on the devils, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, Patty Kane and Tar- Tarasenko, yes, they didn't have like great seasons coming into the, you know, into the playoffs. At, as soon as they joined the Rangers, but you think they care? Like they knew they were going to the dance. They're like, okay, like now it's playoff time. Now it's time to step up. So I have, I actually have them going to the Stanley Cup final as well in my bracket. Probably didn't need to say that after I said I had that future, but. <laughs> yeah I don't know it's
0: just this is going to be a fun series to watch I do look forward to once we're done recording here going and watching the the second part of it because given where that Toronto game is heading I don't know if I'm going to be watching a little bit later on in that game now let's chat about the west because I feel like I mean even betting odds wise when I did our NHL preview last weekend to win the Stanley Cup the east was like minus 150 and the west was plus money so Mm -hmm. And I think the thought process around that was, well, there's a lot of scoring out West, whether that be Colorado, whether that be Edmonton, but not a lot of goaltending in comparison to what you find in the East and and depth overall. We even talked about it at the deadline. (laughs) All these East teams loaded up and it felt like the West was kind of giving away some of their talent. So let's talk about the team that won the West last year because they find themselves trailing out of the gate. Now they are still series favorites despite trailing. And I wanted to take Seattle. This was the one where I was like, man, I'm looking for a big upset. When I saw that Jones was out, then I was like, I I just don't know if I can get behind Grubauer to take the, the Kraken on a run here, but they find a way to win. Like they did all regular season long on the road. And so now Colorado has a chance to respond tonight. Now, We're both on abs in regulation tonight. We think the cup champs are going to respond at home and at minus 240 on the money line. I think Vegas is thinking that this is theirs to lose as well. So talk to me about Colorado. What do you think of Seattle's chances as well?
1: I remember like, I think right before the trade deadline, I said, I was like, I am so excited for whoever Seattle plays in the first round, I'm just gonna hammer them because I don't believe in them and I still don't believe in them. They kind of give me, you know, devil's vibes. There's they're so inexperienced. Like they I'll list the guys that I think have experience. Everly, uh James Schwartz because he won a cup, Yanni Gord, and that's it. Cause Burukovsky's not in, right? And he's back to or not back to back, but he's got two cups. So yeah, I don't know. And like Another narrative that everyone's saying is like, oh, Colorado's so screwed. They don't have Landis Cog. It's like, he hasn't been there all season. This is, yeah. they've, they've won their division without him all year. So, it's not like they're at a disadvantage now that they don't have him in the first round. Where I think it is going to matter is, you know, future rounds, like second or third round. But, um, yeah, I don't, like, Nate Dog is not going to let them, you know, roll over and die here. So, yeah, I have them tonight. And another another important thing to do when you're betting is like if the home team loses game one in a series, you ha- you have to bet on them game two to win because they know like they have all the pressure on them because if you go down 2-0 in your own barn, you're screwed. So I think Nate Dogg's really going to carry them tonight. And I I think I had them in six. You had Probably them in six.
0: Yeah. Also, like... Colorado outplayed them in game one and mm-hmm. Grubauer pretty much stood on his head. Let's call it what it was. Like, mm-hmm. he stopped 34 out of 35 shots. So he, he had a good night. But do I trust Grubauer long term? I don't. And yeah, as you said, Lance cog has been out all year, yet Colorado is still the hottest team in the league the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about it. Clearly, Vegas isn't either. When you're down 1 nothing and you're still minus
1: 143, they that's think, pretty okay. good. That's a pretty good line to take them right now, too.
0: Oh, I, I would hundred percent go, go and bet that now if you're looking yeah. for value. Now, the team that I had coming out of the West, luckily they took that game too because <laughs> I got very worried having Ottinger. I uh, I even have him winning con Smythe. Uh, I thought it was really good odds because to me I could have bet Dallas to win the Cup, and I think at the time they're around twenty five to one. A 35-1 on Ottinger felt like really good value because to me, if Dallas is going to go on this run, he's going to be a big reason why. I think Robertson would be the other player that you obviously look at in this Dallas lineup. But for me, I ended up going Ottinger with it. Now, they win convincingly yesterday. Um, they won god i had it in front of me yesterday (laughs) seven to three they knocked off minnesota but they lost no t game one so what do you think of this series so
1: far it just i want to start it off with this what is dean evison thinking (laughs) why after gustafson put up 50 plus saves in his playoff debut do you go to the rotten flower i don't I didn't understand it. And Dallas backers yesterday were absolutely stoked when they. Yeah, oh yeah. Were going I didn't play. see it till after the game. Yeah, I was like, or after the game had started, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I totally would have hopped all over that. Like, you just lose all momentum. Um, I picked Dallas to win this series as well. Um, just what's crazy to me is they had, like, their team is better this year than it was last year, and the way Ottinger played against Calgary, who's a, who was a better offensive team than Minnesota is this year was insane. So I saw such an advantage here. Um, another thing is they don't have Eric Snack, Minnesota and he should be up for the Selkie. I want to say every single year, like he's so dominant, so good defensively. Right. And so what you're rolling with Ryan Hartman as your number one center, like that guy would be a good third line center, but that's about it. So, you know kudos to the wild honestly when they bought out Suter and parise i didn't really think that they were going to you know have any cap room to make the moves that they did and kind of be in even in the playoffs but i think that's as far as they go
0: i would agree now dallas they're minus 115 on the road tomorrow obviously we're going to have to wait and see now based off of how Minnesota's gone all year it's probably going to be Gustafson game three I don't know how you go back to flurry after that. Yeah, they don't game there's no way went. so is Dallas money line on the road to play or is it with Gustafson being back in net you get a little bit concerned backing them
1: um I, I don't know because I still like Onger better than I like Gustafson yeah, I to be honest so I don't no, want to really overreact
0: true. to one performance. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? We see
0: it every year in the NHL playoffs. There's those goalies who go on runs and, and they're just special. But there was a reason why I backed Dallas. I felt like with Ottinger, he was clearly the goaltending edge. And I just don't want to panic and think, well, wow, Gustafson game one, he was so special because we see those one-off performances all the time. So yeah, I think I'm going to find myself probably on the Dallas money line train tomorrow, even with Gustafson and net, because – the end of the day, they still went to overtime, double overtime, and like Ottinger played well, like yeah. both goalies played well. So I don't think that it's uh Ottinger's playing bad by any stretch. It's just Gustafson had one night.
1: So something about tomorrow. I'm not going to bet it tonight. I'm going to wait until Gustafson's confirmed tomorrow. See if the odds change. See if I get a better yeah. line. Which then I'll hop over Dallas. No problem. Something that I'm, you know, kind of interested to see is. So Gustafson played that well, you know, when like, okay, it's my first playoff game. I have to kind of show up here because um, I don't know if I'm going to get the next game or not. He did show up and he didn't get the next game. Do you think that's going to kill his momentum or like kill his confidence? Probably a little bit. And now that Flurry did so bad, he might be like, okay, well I have, I'm probably going to get the remaining starts. So now I don't have that chip on my shoulder. I don't have like, you know the guy behind me that could just come in at any time because he he did and he flubbed. So I feel he might be secure in his job and that might kind of be his downfall. I
0: think that because Flurry was so bad as well,
1: Gustafson's going to be fine in
0: Game Three. And as you said, he'll probably get the starts the rest of the way. But because he's had all these days off, I think it also benefits Dallas a bit where he could maybe be a little bit sluggish. I know he's kind of split all year long, so he's maybe used to it, but having that big of a break in playoff time, I think can only benefit Dallas Mm -hmm. because Ottinger, he was great. Well, goalies
1: get hot when they're playing every second day, you know, and now you kind of ruin that. Three days
0: off and you were bad or the other goalie was bad. So now it's like, all right, keys are yours. And now there's that bit of added pressure. So (laughs) for sure. Now the team that I mentioned earlier that I hope figures out a way to win tonight is Winnipeg and they're minus one thirty-seven to win the series um Vegas just didn't look good game one what are your thoughts on this series I'm assuming as you said you had all the favorites so you were playing Vegas they find themselves losing game one five to one what do you think
1: well I just I am fed up with this Winnipeg team I (laughs) whenever I bet on them bet against them anything like I if I take a guy's shots or I take the jets money line or three-way money line against the san jose sharks who have who won seven home games (laughs) but prior to this and it was like at the end of march and then they get shut out three nothing and they had eight wins on home ice that is insane i was so pissed off and now like i was like okay how can i bet on this game without betting like on the jets okay i'll take hella buck saves and then they play like so defensively they allowed like I played them last game. I think Vegas had 16 shots. Something ridiculous like that. So I'm done. I don't want to watch them. Something's weird. Something weird's going on in Winnipeg, like with the whole Wheeler thing and stripping the captaincy and you like Dubois doesn't want to be there. I don't know. I'm just done with this team. Tear it up. Relocate. Don't care. Bye. <laughs> Tear it up. Relocate. <laughs> I don't even like Vegas either. Like, I just, no. I'm betting a little bit with my heart here. I didn't actually didn't really bet on them, but in my bracket, so, so I had to take both,
0: someone. We're both Canadians, so I think it should be said. Winnipeg's just like the irrelevant Canadian team, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to
0: be there. <laughs> because West Coast teams, they, they love the Canucks. You've got Al- Battle of Alberta, you've got Leafs and Sens, is at least entertaining when they square off. Then you've got the history of Montreal. And then you just got Winnipeg. That's a terrible city. It's like one of these kids is not like the other. Yeah, he's he's (laughs) just like, he's honestly that kid that's like not the popular kid, but he's not a nerdy kid. He's kind of just a kid that Mm -hmm. like, you're like, oh yeah, that kid was in my class. Like you know his name, but
1: you don't know anything about him.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, what did he go on and do? Oh, he he works at a bank. And you're like, oh, cool. (laughs) But, like, you don't actually care about them. And that's yeah. that's the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> <laughs> you look at, like, Hellebuck's great, but yeah, outside of that, I don't get, I, I don't think all year I turned on Sportsnet and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the Jets tonight. Nope, never. I never did it voluntarily. If there was no other game on, if they were playing a Colorado and Dallas, sure, I'll throw it on. But I wasn't geared up to watch a Jets game. I'm still not going to be geared up to win it or watch a Jets game. I did pick them to win the series. I'm still not watching them. That's how much I don't like them. I'm just box score watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. They won 5-1. They shot, outshot them 31-17. to 17. Cool. <laughs> and that's yep. about it. So Sweet. I definitely won't be watching that game tonight. Um, Vegas, pretty heavy favorites tonight. Minus 155. We'll see if they can make it a series. If not, then... They have to go to Winnipeg, which is just, who wants to go to Winnipeg? That sucks. (laughs) That's a tough look. Now, final one, Edmonton, LA. I was on the train of, this is probably a seven-gamer, and I felt like LA had the better goaltending. Edmonton's obviously got the best player in the league, two of the top five players in the league probably, and they find themselves 1-1. Edmonton fans probably got a little bit worried yesterday when it was 2-0, then it was 2-2, but they pull it out 4-2. Still don't love Skinner in net. Um, I feel like people tried to convince themselves that Skinner's good, but in reality, <laughs> he's he's just playing on a really good team. Now, Edmonton, since that Atcolan move, has looked a lot better, so... Are you on Edmonton still gonna win the series? Vegas clearly is, as you can see, minus 250. So what do you think of the series?
1: Well, I sure hope so because I took them to come out of the West. I took them, <laughs> I took them to win the Stanley Cup. So hope, yeah, so hopefully it's a Rangers. How does the Canucks spinal. fan come to that conclusion? Uh because if you know, okay, this is kind of tough. So I'm not gonna be happy if Edmonton's there, so I may no. as well put some money on it. And if it, if they do go and I'm upset on the inside, at least my wallet won't be upset, you know? I mean, it's tough to argue with that. Yeah. So you kind of have to find your happy medium, you know? And I just think like what McDavid and Drysaddle have done this year is insane. 150 points. Don't even know when the last time that happened was. Um, and honestly, like the West <laughs> coming into this, I think the the Oilers were like, if it like the hottest team, I think they're 9-0-1 in their last 10 before coming in and just with McDavid. And you already touched on this. Eckholm, I think that was like the best trade of the deadline. Like yeah. for a player that actually came in and what he's produced, he's kind of playing like Roman Yossi, but he was just behind him the whole time. But now he's on Edmonton and now he can thrive like that, you know? um, uh, Yeah, so I just, I like them a lot. Um, hot take though. If they lose, I think L.A. is going to go to the cup final. Hmm. And then we're going to get a rematch. The winner of this
0: series gets who again? Is it the Vegas? or Winnipeg. I mean, I would agree that I think whoever comes out of this series I think knocks off either of those teams. Yeah. If Vegas had healthy goaltending, I would maybe go with Vegas. But, yeah, I could see it for sure. Mm. Um, I do think that... Because I'm assuming that Dallas and Colorado make it out. I think that's going to be a war of a series. Oh, yeah. I think that the winner of Edmonton and LA could have a five, maybe six game series with either of those two teams. So I definitely like the road that they have a lot more. And I'm seeing a lot of people liking LA as well. Like you can get them to win the West 10 to one. Pretty nice future to get that, at least knowing that they're tied with Edmonton. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. I think it's uh I think that there's some value to be had there. I do like Copley quite a bit. I like that LA's got that veteran group. Like we saw Kempi and Kopitar, like they were huge in Game One, and oh, yeah. so that's definitely a team that I, I keep myself hitching my wagon to.
1: They don't have Fiala yet either. So and like he yeah. was their highest point producer on the season, I believe, and I I think best offensive player. So if they if they can beat Edmonton somehow without him and then get him in the second round. That's what I'm talking about. Like now I can see a path because I, you know, I, like I said earlier, I hate the jets and I don't believe in the golden Knights. So, so I just think they have an easy round. And then when Dallas and Colorado hopefully match up in the second round for my bracket, I, like you said, I think they're going to beat each other up and then the winner that's going to be a little fatigued and then LA or Edmonton. I like
0: it. Also, you got to love it. Live show cash, Toronto Maple Leafs, team total over three and a half. You love to see it for the kid. Let's go. Definitely love to see it. Max play of the day, Leafs, team total over three and a half. So, Tyson, thanks so much for stopping by, man. Give me uh, any other futures that that you're going to be sweating out as far as a postseason play comes.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm happy you asked that because this is one (laughs) thing I forgot to say. Uh, So I do have my Rangers and my Oilers future. And something that I suggest everybody do come playoffs every single year is whoever you have a future on, also take their um, like their best player or you, or their goalie or whatever to win the consmite like you had already talked about. So I have Shosturkin at plus thirty three hundred, and yeah. then I have McDavid at plus a thousand, yeah, to win the consmite And it's probably gonna uh, well for Edmonton, it's definitely gonna be McDavid. I don't think I don't see it being anyone else. Like even if dry has more points or whatever, like the least going to find a way to give that, to give it to McDavid. Yeah. Right. It's all scripted at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, and then if the Rangers do make it there, I feel like they have too many mouths to feed on the offensive, offensive side. And so like, and they need just Durkin to get hot to make it there. So I think that was an easy one as well. Um, but like just another example, like if like Boston was plus 300, I think, and that's, Horrible odds to win the cup because it's so hard to do. Anyone can do it. But if you actually believe in that, then take like a Pasternak at plus 900 or take a Linus Olmark at plus 1200 because that's where you're going to find the value. If you just sprinkle half a unit on that instead of a full unit on Boston, you're going to win more money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's
0: the thing is, I I like the way that you've done your futures there as well because I think the difference is with Dallas, I should have played both Ottinger and Robertson. And it's yeah. only because they're clearly the two that they would be like. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're looking at the Rangers, like it's Igor or it's insert five players here. It could be Fox. It could be Tarasenko has a nice series could be Kane. Yeah. So you just stick to one there. Same on Edmonton. Like maybe you could have sprinkled a half unit on dry Sidle just mm-hmm. in case, but you're not worried about Stuart Skinner <laughs> taking home con no, no. Smythe. So I like where those futures are at. It's mm-hmm. kind of like I didn't want to play a future on a Toronto player as much as I think they can go all the way to the cup final, and that's where I have them going. It could be any number of guys. It could be a Marner wins yeah. the card, and then I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm True. sitting on a Matthews ticket, or I'm yeah. sitting on a, a somebody else's ticket. Tavares, exactly. apparently, he's got two goals tonight. But mm-hmm. I like the value there of staying away from teams unless it's, it's those long shots like an LA Kings, like a Rangers, where you look at it and say – Well, the goaltending's there. They're either veteran group or pretty deep group. They could go on a run and go all the way and win their respective conferences or the cup overall, but don't get Boston to win the cup at plus 300 because to make any real run, you're looking at five-unit play on a future bet in the first round, and that's just not a spot that you want to be, so...
1: And also like even went like, so last year I had Tampa plus a thousand to win the cup and I had nothing on Colorado because you know what they were, I think around plus 400 last year and that's not a good enough value for me. I want to see at least like 800 or something. I hedged out a little bit. So uh, Colorado was like minus odds to win, but Kale McCart was having a fantastic, uh, you know, playoffs up to that finals. And, he was plus 300 to win the con Smythe. I'm like, okay, well, if I do that and I put a unit on that and then I have the half unit on the plus 1,000, no matter what, I'm winning money if Colorado wins because I think Kale McCarr is going to do it. And yeah. that's exactly what happened.
0: Exactly. And I know that it's an NHL preview, but even a good example of it was on the golf betting side for me at the Masters. Got Kept at 39-1 to to open the tournament. He's playing great. But then you start to think, well, this weather is going to get a bit weird. John Rom sitting right there three to one. I'm just gonna hedge it. I think he's the only guy that can beat him. Rom mm-hmm. wins the masters and you come out on ahead. Don't yeah. just hope for your 39 to one. Like this is kind of where the hedging yeah. comes into play. Like Funny obviously you're, you're gonna ahead. cheer
1: for that one, but you know, you have your insurance.
0: If oh, that oh I was do. I was sad that Kepka didn't win the masters. Yeah, oh, for 39 sure. to 1. But yeah. you put a couple of units on Rom and then and then you come out ahead and you're not too too disappointed at the end of the day. So Tyson, as I said, man, thanks so much for coming on. Go check him out at Spit and Picklets on Twitter. Um, Tell the folks where they can find some of your work because
1: you got a lot of stuff going on. Oh man, yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Just find me on Spit or at Spit and Picklets on Twitter. I'm on Picket as well in the Better Ways Discord. Find me in there, and uh, that's about it. Wherever wherever Hedges, I'm I'm usually around. So
0: I love to hear it now. We got to play the video for you heading out because this is something that we definitely want to make more of over the next couple of weeks. Show me the money. Show me the money! 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 So let's make some money. Appreciate you guys for hopping in, and we'll see you guys next time for the Competitive Hedge podcast. (laughs)